You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's a mock draft Monday. Locked on Cardinals. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy back together after one day of, I'm sure, just sheer misery for your eardrums. Alex, he did fill in on Friday without me. I hope it was okay for everybody. I didn't see uh I, I didn't see any like major, you know, Twitter wars going on from the content. Actually, a really interesting topic that he talked about that we're gonna get into today about kind of ranking the Arizona Cardinals position groups. This uh, podcast brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, type in the promo code LOCK15, save yourself 15% on your next order. Alex, thanks for filling in. There's some interesting yeah. topics, as you as I mentioned, the position group rankings, plus our mock drafts. We are ready. We're, we're willing to, get to punished. Yeah, we're willing to, we want to get hurt again. We're ready to be hurt again to steal away from Mike Scott. And then also uh, we've got... Um, we got the James Conner conversation. Jay Glazer putting it out there that the veteran running back is visiting the Arizona Cardinals. And just right out of the gates, I'm going to tell you this, I think he would be just the the best option for the Arizona Cardinals at running back for the 2021 season. Yeah, I mean, I guess at this point, um, it would be he's the youngest. Um, he uh, Listen, he hasn't played a full season. He had that one breakout season right when Le'Veon Bell left. Uh Put it this way, in 2019 and 2020, I would much rather draft Jalen Samuels in my fantasy football draft <laughs> or a- another one of the backups, Anthony McFarlane or somebody like that because James Conner can't stay healthy. Now, they may have given him – he they were one of the last teams to do the bell cow 30 carries, 30 touches, whatever, through the backfield, catching the ball or running the ball. That's not going to be the case in Arizona. Um, sure, and this, just sign somebody. I don't care. You need you need to get somebody that's going to be the one A slash one B to Chase Edmonds. If it's James Conner, he's shown a pedigree; he can get in the end zone. And when he's healthy, he's fine, both catching and running the football. Just do something at this point. Yeah, if you look at how he would complement Chase Edmonds, and he'd be kind of your bigger back, a guy that you can rely upon early first and second downs. That'd be perfect. Uh, but you're right. I mean, that he he's never started 16 games, never played in 16 games. Um, obviously, there's the inspiring story of him defeat beating cancer, but he, he's never really had any big time injuries either. But he is also always projected. Just looking at the sports injury predictor, which is an interesting website where you can kind of go through NFL players and their injury history, that uh, he's he's projected to miss three and a half games a season. So you would have to rely upon Chase Edmonds, and I don't know if you want to go with Jonathan Ward or Eno Benjamin or another. You know, rookie running back in his absence, it would be interesting to see how they would play that. But, you know, James Conner healthy is exactly what you want from your second back, coupled with Chase Edmonds, is a guy that can kind of take it between the tackles, a guy that on, you know, third and short goal line situations, he's a guy that can punch it in. He's, you can rely upon him on that. He could also catch the football. He's a versatile guy, but you like his size, you like his speed. You know, I think the Arizona Cardinals. They would, uh, they would be in great shape. It would be an instant upgrade at the running back position if they were able to bring him in for a meeting and then not let him leave without a contract. Yeah. I mean, spot track, Michael Gennetti, our friend, had him the market value at two-year $10 million. That was a while ago. That was six weeks ago or so. I think that 
the you know the market's diminished severely at this point one year four mil something like that i know we're going back and forth on twitter already johnny venerable our friend from revenge of the birds said one year two with incentives is something like that if we're at a point now where there's a little wiggle room steve kime with the with the pay cut that justin Pugh took with the restructuring of rodney hudson them not signing larry fitzgerald yet they've got some wiggle room to where if you want to pay a guy a million and a half or two million dollars more one year four million dollars is not a bad contract even with it being James Conner and his injury concerns. That's fine. They've they've allowed themselves that little wiggle room. If you can pay him less, fantastic. But uh, the whole mantra of this offseason, at least from my stance, is any move that Steve Kime makes that isn't a bad move is a good thing. And if he makes this move, it's not a bad thing. So that's a good thing. That's all. Yeah. Slowly moving forward. That's all you need to see from the Cardinals this offseason. James Conner is one of those guys that you're going to be watching – maybe a primetime game later in the season. Cardinals are going to be playing, and, and he's going to be making big plays for him. and people are going to scratch their head and say, why Why did he? it take so long for him to sign? Why did he sign for peanuts You know, relative to what guys were getting this offseason? He has that ability. but it, it's And when you looked at his numbers, you know his, his yards per carry, they've been over four in each and every one of his seasons at a pit. Uh, it, it's just the biggest issue with James Conner is staying on the football field. And, uh, you know, Chase Edmonds hasn't been a guy that's been riddled with injuries, so you can kind of rely on him. He's had the hamstring issue uh, when he had that one little stint where he could have taken the reins as starting running back. Unfortunately, that didn't work out for him. But I, I think what the reality of the entire situation is, especially the running back room, is they're not done. And it could be James Conner. It could be another veteran running back. It could be through the draft. It could be James in a draft pick. But it's not going to be... Chase Edmonds and the guys that they have in the room right now are under contract going forward. Right. I mean, that's that, that's a true statement, Bo Brock. <laughs> there, this is it, it's one of the weaker it's one of the weaker rooms on the team, and we've talked about this ad nauseum. I mean, it's not it's not brain surgery to realize that. But he's a guy who's six one two thirty. He can run between the tackles. That's what you want. You want a guy that has a pedigree of being able to run between the tackles, run off tackle, run outside, catch the ball out of the backfield, and he can do all of those things in spurts when he's healthy. And as you mentioned, yeah, Chase Edmonds has a pretty clear injury uh, injury history. Um, the two of them would be fine in the running back room. And that's it. He's got a nose for the end zone. He's been there. He's a good story. And the interesting part and the question that, that you asked is an interesting question. Why isn't he signed somewhere? Why hasn't he gotten paid? Because he was a late round pick. He hasn't gotten that contract yet. He was the steal of that draft. Nobody expected Le'Veon Bell to not be the lead back in perpetuity with Pittsburgh until all this stuff happened with him and Antonio Brown and Big Ben. James Conner stepped in. He's making pennies. And now he wants to get a payday. But this could be a perfect situation for the Cardinals to allow him that prove it deal that one-year deal where he makes a couple million bucks, and if he hits, then you have the chance to retain him when the salary cap goes back up or you can move on. It's a perfect scenario for the Cardinals, even if it doesn't work, because it's not going to have long-lasting um, issues with the salary cap because it's going to be a one-year deal most likely. Yeah, I, and I'm, I don't care what they give a guy in a one-year deal. I mean, at this point, you yeah. have your roster pretty much in place. All you have left is the draft, and then you have guys that you can add you know, before now in training camp. Um it, and you can you can figure a way to make it work. I, I, I mean, to me, it's not my money. I don't care. I understand about the cap, but it seems like the Arizona Cardinals have been pretty savvy as far as you know just navigating 
the salary cap. Now, where does the Arizona Cardinals running back room stack up against the rest of the position groups in the organization? We'll get into Alex's rankings, and I'll kind of give my own. Um, And as well, does the James Conner report change or impact how we mock drafted today? We'll get into Alex and my mock draft later on. It's all right here. It's the Locked On Cardinals podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Bet Online, which is the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Yeah, football, NCAA basketball might be in the rearview mirror, but the NBA, NHL, and MLB are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV, real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for the news, scores, and odds, and is the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today for free and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. You put in 50 bucks, you'll get 25 free dollars to play around with and build your stack for free. Just use the promo code locked on. It's betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Don't forget to use the promo code locked on for your 50% welcome. It was Hideki Matsuyama becoming the first Japanese born player to win the Masters yesterday. And you know who's talking about it? Peter Bukowski on Locked On Today. Locked On Today gets you all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. With the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy hanging around. So on today's Locked On NFL podcast, Alex, I was talking about how Jadavian Clowney could uh, end up in Cleveland. And he's a top pick. Miles Garrett's a top pick. We know that Clowney, there's been a lot left as far as what people want to see from the former South Carolina you know, pass rusher. Never had double-digit sacks. But as far as what he brings to the table, Garrett, Clowney, they've got to be one of the more appealing pass rush duos in the league. But then I, I ranked J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones pretty high. Especially for as old as they are, I think I had them second on my in my top five pass rush duos in the league. Number one was uh, was um, uh, Aaron Donald and whoever is in a Rams uniform and is a warm body. No, it was Leonard Floyd who they gave a big deal to. He had ten and a half sacks. I think that's your top pass rush duo. It, who do you like? Yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting. Duos are are hard to find. I mean, you have. It's like thinking about it. I mean, Nick Bosa is there, but he doesn't have. I mean, Fred Warner is not a, a quote unquote pass rusher. He's a great linebacker, like Bobby Wagner. They're the brain of the defense. They're not predicated solely upon pass rush, where it's just go get the quarterback. I think Jada, I'd rather have JJ Watt than Jadavian Clowney. Oh, yeah. I mean, at least you know the floor with JJ Watt, injury concerns or otherwise. Like Jadavian Clowney, like if it doesn't work in Cleveland, it ain't working. Like there is an infrastructure already in place to where I could be a pass rusher with that defense. They have a good secondary. They have a good linebacking core. They have um, they have Miles Garrett. Yeah, I would probably put Chandler Jones and JJ Watt. It's like the the Tom Brady thing where it's like until he doesn't do it, yeah, I'm gonna rank him there. Sure. And Chandler Jones, there's no reason why he wouldn't be one of the best pass rushers in the league. And you have J.J. Watt on top. It's going to make J.J. Watt's life easier. Jordan Phillips in the middle with Lucky Fultz or Rashad Lawrence. Everything should be easier this year for all parties involved. So, yeah, I think second's I think second's fair and not too homerish. It is pretty homerish. But I think, I mean, yeah. 
you got a guy with 20 plus sacks on his resume. You got a guy that just had 19 sacks, you know, a season removed, had the biceps injury. It's it's a fun pass rush. And also to get back to Clowney. I mean, he played he he was opposite JJ Watt and he still didn't perform in Houston. I mean, they everybody's like, "Oh, look at this pass rush." And he did nothing. He really did nothing. He's got three sacks in like with the last two seasons. Did nothing in Tennessee. He had a pick six against the Cardinals when he was with Seattle. I remember that. It yeah. was a tip pick six at home. We were at that game. Yeah. Yeah. That was his crowning achievement. Yeah, in Tennessee, we talked that, like, Malcolm Butler coming here, it's going to be like Christmas. <laughs> they had Jadavion Cloudy over there in Tennessee. Their pass rush was one of the worst in the league. Yeah, it was. It was. It was brutal. I mean, as far as, I think it was bottom five for sure, as far as just, not not only just sacks, but... As far as just creating pressure and Genevieve and Clowney was part of that. But somehow, and that's one of the things, one of my knocks against pro football focus is they always give him a high rating. They always give him a high rating. He's always in, you know, some of the top pass rush uh, ratings, despite really not making that big of an impact. Genevieve uh, and Clowney reportedly uh, could be, he's going for his second visit with the Cleveland Browns. So we were talking about uh, James Conner. We see our guy, Rodden Mahoney Jr., saying he'd pass on Conner. I just don't understand why you, why you, Pass on him. What, what? What would be the reason to say, "Hey, come in here. We're just gonna thanks, but no thanks." You, I, I guess maybe you rookie running back, but still twenty five. I, I, you're not expecting him to be that that every down guy. You're not paying him like you would have paid David Johnson or even Kenyon Drake last season. I think it'd be a lot cheaper contract with some. It's it's a low risk, high upside move in in my yeah. opinion from James Conner. I mean, all you want is fifteen hundred yards from the running back room. Doesn't matter who gets it. You want fresh legs. You want dynamic runners. James Conner and Chase Edmonds couldn't be more different. They both can run routes. They both can catch the ball to the backfield well. They both have burst. James Conner's the guy that's going to bleed the clock. The Cardinals haven't had a guy. You don't trust Kenyon Drake to get first downs when you need them to. And now the Cardinals will be playing with leads. You'd think next season you need a guy that can run between the tackles that can get four yards of carry. And James Conner is able to do that. I think with the slim pickings that's going on now, James Conner was a top. 15 fantasy draft pick the last three years. You know, like, I know it's dumb to correlate them, but it could be a lot worse. The fact that he's still out there is maybe the Cardinals are the one that are going to strike lightning in a bottle. I mean, and and hopefully that'll be the case. All right, before we get to our mock draft here, um, let's get to what you talked about on Friday because it's an interesting topic. You ranked the position groups on offense and the position groups on defense. And let's start with the offense. You want me to okay. count down uh, here, like my the 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 worst position group to the top position group, or start with the top? I st- start with the best. So okay. mine, just just a little refresher. Mine was quarterback Kyler Murray, best position. He's the best player on the team. Offensive line with the acquisition of Rodney Hudson and Kelvin Beecham is catapulted up to number two. The wide receivers, Hopkins, AJ Green, Christian Kirk. That shows how weak the last three are. Running back room: Chase Edmonds, Jonathan Ward, and then tight end. With Darrell Daniels, eight receptions for 92 yards and a touchdown, being the only pass catching tight end the Cardinals have. Yeah. Where, I, where do you agree and disagree? I agree with Murray at number one. I think that the De- DeAndre Hopkins, like I just mentioned with uh, a guy like Aaron Donald, it's like Hopkins and then whoever else. I think Hopkins in that wide receiver core is number two. The addition of AJ Green, I like it. I know that he's not the same guy, but I think he's a he's a better option at two if that's his where he has to if he has to be your top receiver. And Christian Kirk sliding down to number three. I think your offensive line, especially how they finished things at the end of last season, we'll see with Rodney Hudson. This was a guy that the, the Raiders were willing to part with 
even released. That was the initial report. But I, I still like the offensive line. It's it's a good, it's a high three. And then I think you're exactly right. The running back room. This is still a room that they're 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 tweaking. And then we'll continue to tweak the entire offseason. And then at tight end, Max Williams is a great blocking tight end, but there's nobody that can catch passes or be a threat, you know, as far as the tight end position. We're pretty spot on with that. As far as the defense, now how'd you have this ranked up as far as the defense? Well, quickly before we move on, I I, I want to ask you one question. Um there was a tight end that was cut who was undrafted, who we who you and I on draft night two years ago were shocked that he was undrafted. <laughs> yeah. And it's Thad Moss from LSU who is cut by your favorite team growing up, the Washington professional football team. Mm-hmm. Is that somebody that they should bring in? I, he didn't have great numbers at LSU, but he flashed in key moments, and he's a big target. He's a great athlete. He's got the lineage in his blood being Randy Moss's son. I mean, the Cardinals need to bring a tight end in. I think they'd be doing a disservice by drafting a tight end because of how they don't have any picks in the third or fourth round as of right now. So if you take a flyer in the fifth or sixth round and expecting that guy to start week one, probably be doing yourself a disservice. So why not bring Thad Moss in, a young kid who had some injury concerns? Uh, would you bring him in? Sure. I mean, he's very yep. low risk. Uh, I, I mean, unfortunately, I think he got mom's jeans. I don't think he got Randy. I don't think he got daddy Randy Moss's jeans, unfortunately. But he's still, I mean, yeah, we, we watched him in the college football, you know, playoffs pop. I mean, it was a crowded room. That there wasn't enough footballs to go around between Jamar Chase and uh, Justin Jefferson, and yeah. you know you had Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, you know, toting the rock in the backfield. I mean, it was one of the more talented offenses in the history of college football, and he was a part of it. He was the playmaking tight end. You saw what he's capable of. I think that he could be a red zone threat, and you know, I, I I'm sure there's a lot, you know, as far as blocking's concerned with him. But you've got Max Williams. I think Max Williams gives you the ability to go out there and find a playmaker and not have to rely on them to do everything that you need from the tight end position in the NFL. Uh, For sure. So hopefully they they figure that. Yeah, take a flyer on them. Absolutely. Now let's get to the defense. Um, Your number one group for the defensive side of the football for the Cardinals. Uh, Pass rush. And I know that it's kind of a hybrid room, but with Chandler Jones and J.J. Watt both playing standing up or putting their hand in the dirt at times, depending on the depending on the base formation of a, of a certain play, kind of had to box them together. So I had Chandler Jones, J.J. Watt, uh, Marcus Golden. I put Buda Baker in there because he's ball hawking and he rushes the passer. I mean, obviously a little bit lighter. And what the hell if Isaiah Simmons can pop this year? That's one of the better pass rushers in the league if they use him as a situational pass rusher. And then second, I have safety just because Buda Baker is the best player on the defense. Defensive line third, again, another loosely defined thing depending on where J.J. Watt sets up. The linebacking core, just depth-wise, it's it's deep, but it's weak. And then the cornerback obviously takes up the caboose. Malcolm Butler, Byron Murphy, Robert Alford, Jace Whitaker. I have to go pass rush to just the fact that I rank those guys number two as far as duos in the league. Yeah. Uh and but it's tough to get away from Buda Baker. Jalen Townsman, I think there's we're still trying to figure out, you know, if he's gonna be the impact maker they think he can be. So I like your one and two. Yeah, defensive line has the edge. I think that linebacking core, it's the guys you're relying upon are older. Um and who knows what's gonna happen with Isaiah Simmons. You hope he takes a leap. If he can take a leap, this position group can move up. It's gonna tough it's gonna be tough to knock off safety in the pass rush. Um, and then, yeah, cornerback. I think Malcolm Butler, it, it's not bad. It's not It's not as bad as it was a month ago. But it's it, it's still one of those things. It's like the running back room. It's not deep. And it's uh, and, and the guy that's 
really at the at the kind of the in the middle of it. It's not the perfect guy either. So it, the cornerback room has to improve. Sixteen could be you know the way they go. There's an update as far as one of the top corner prospects in this draft. We have it for you coming up. Plus our mock drafts for mock draft Monday. It's all coming up. It's the Locked On Cardinals podcast. Of course, this podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. We've been telling you about Built Bar for a while now. It's the best tasting protein bar ever. And it absolutely is. And I don't think there's anybody that's close. It's a delicious protein bar that's covered in 100% chocolate. It's soft, easy to chew. You've got 18 amazing flavors, and they're always adding limited edition flavors that you have to try. Lose and maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. The bar's... They're low in calorie, low in sugar, high in protein, and high in fiber. They're great for the keto diet. Just check out the Cookies and Cream Built Bar. Delicious. 17 grams of protein, just 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com. Order yourself an assorted box or get a box of your favorite flavor of Built Bar. Also, use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll get 15% off your next order just by using the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. April 19th through the 26th, listen to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Odyssey in the Locked On Podcast Network featuring analysis from NFL experts Michael Irvin, Brian Baldinger, and Michael Lombardi. Our local experts for every team making trades and picking the next stars of their team. Follow the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 podcast feed on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Bo and Alex hanging out with you on a Monday. It's a Mock Draft Monday. And Trevor Sikama, he's got his up at thedraftnetwork.com. Uh, Trevor is just an all-star right now for that company. If you just if you look at any of their content, he's pretty much on every other one of them. He's got uh, the Arizona Cardinals at 16th overall. He has the team uh, trading down with the Cleveland Browns all the way to 26. They get a third-round pick, a fourth-round pick for the 16th overall selection. And a guy I'm kind of cold on, and Asante Samuel Jr. Now, his dad was absolute baller for the Patriots and the Eagles, uh, yeah. both coming out of Florida State. I, I don't think Asante Samuel's a first-round pick. I, looking at at some of the players around him, they've got uh, Quiddy Pay. Um, even Eric Stokes, who Stokes, a guy who's probably not a first-round pick, he's another corner. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't, I don't like the move for the Arizona Cardinals. I, I like them acquiring draft capital, but Asante Samuel Jr. That's just that's just a need right there. Yeah, I mean he's the probably the fifth best corner off the board. So I mean you look at the situation. Sure, he's a mid-second rounder, but. It's one of those things where now that you could get a third or fourth for third and fourth round pick with that trade back, you draft, I mean, you draft 20 picks too high for somebody you need. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't think that that's necessarily a bad thing, especially because now you can you've diversified your your draft pick portfolio to where the second round you can go you can go wide yeah. receiver. That's the Wu Tang that? financial suggestion about just diversifying firing your portfolio. That's cool. I went more meet the parents. Okay. I think it's strong to quite strong. Okay. All um, right. Yeah. It's a hopa. Um, so then in second round, you could go running back corner because then you have you've got room. You've got you've got a wealth of picks compared to where they are right now. Yeah. Uh, the trade back, that seems deep, but if you're gonna trade back, you need a willing trade partner. So you can't really determine where as far you know, as far down as you go. I'd much rather them trade back to twenty or twenty one and get a third or fourth 
and still be in the Greg Newsome conversation if you're going to pass on Caleb Farley unless Caleb Farley drops. But if that happened on draft day, you take it. You take it. Yeah, except for the pick, I think. Um, Donnie Schemes on Twitter was asking if we would use different mock draft simulators, and we will. We will. We went back to thedraftnetwork.com today to do our latest mock draft uh, this week. And I'll start with mine because I think you started first last time. So I'm going to go. Uh, and it was a weird. It's still going to be more popular. It was a weird one for me, just how the uh, the dominoes kind of fell, and right in the Arizona Cardinals' lap at 16 is a guy we've been talking about. Uh, we asked Josh Weinfuss about it, and he kind of poo pooed it to my dismay. But the Arizona Cardinals at 16, I have them selecting Kyle Pitts, the tight end out of Florida. That's a slam dunk. I, yeah. I love that. They wouldn't have to trade up, and they would get an absolute just weapon for this offense with Kyler Murray and kind of take away with you know what the Kansas City Chiefs do with that uh, with DeAndre Hopkins playing the Tyreek Hill role, your top wide receiver, and then Kyle Pitts kind of being your your uh, Travis Kelsey at 49th overall, a guy who has a first round grade. Your pass rusher out of Miami, Gregory Rousseau. You can add him. He can kind of learn under Chandler Jones. I think there's a lot of value in that. You know, Chandler Jones is going into a contract year. J.J. Watts, 31 as well. I think uh, that the Arizona Cardinals, I mean, they could get an absolute prospect at 49th overall. Now that big waiting game between 49 and 160, uh, the Arizona Cardinals take a talented cornerback, Marco Wilson, another Florida player, at 160th. Now, I love my 223rd pick, Alex. <laughs> this is their sixth-round selection. I had him taking kind of a hybrid player, a guy that played some running back. He's played some wide receiver. He kind of shined at the senior bowl. Demetric uh, Felton out of UCLA. I think he'd be a fun weapon to watch on offense. Of course, Steve Kime is enamored by versatility. A lot of the times it doesn't work. Can he help himself from taking the kid from the Bruins? This is a guy that's consistently my next pick at 243 is always in my mock drafts because we talk about Steve Kahn not being able to help himself. Taking a wide receiver out of South Dakota State, Kay Johnson takes the speedy wide out. And then at 247, their last pick, they take kind of a raw prospect guy who, you know, battled injuries, uh, but he comes from, you know, a, a great football program in Trey Norwood, the corner out of Oklahoma. All right. Beat that. Well, Oh, I'm going to. In the first two picks, I beat it. So uh, 16 overall, I took Caleb Farley. Uh, I think that uh, and the news out today was that um, he passed his medicals in Indy. So he's he's good to go by all accounts. Uh, if he's there, I think he's the best corner in the draft. So I would say go with him. The best corner available still. Um, at 49 overall, because this dude played some guard, Alex Leatherwood tackle from Alabama at 49. Now, it doesn't matter where on the offensive line. If he can play guard or he can play tackle, there's no rule saying that DJ Humphreys has to be the left tackle. There's no rule that says that. This is his second year. I, I'm not sure about his exact contract. I don't know if they have a, an opt-out after the third year or not. I need to double-check that. But having Alex Leatherwood as part of this offensive line isn't going to hurt. So if he's there at 49, I think it would behoove the Cardinals definitely to take them. Um, Chubba Hubbard got taken one pick. In front of me again, he got taken to 169. So I took uh Javian Howard. I know Javian Howard out of Louisville running back is undersized. He's a 
he's a uh, a Chase Edmonds like player. He's got explosive speed, but if the Cardinals, this was predicated upon the Cardinals signing a veteran running back. If they sign James Conner, JV and uh, Javian Hawkins would be perfect for this team uh, as a compliment. And we'll see what happens where the pecking order goes uh, as the season goes on. Malcolm Kuntz again, University of Buffalo. I took in the with the 223rd pick. Buffalo man, Maction. I like they, they they breed linebackers, edge rushers there. I think that he would be a good pick for them at 223. He's at a 3-4 guy. Yeah, he's a 3-4 guy. Yeah. He's got long arms. It's a lot of things that you like from he's your dude. Yeah, your prospects. Yeah. Uh 243, this was my favorite pick. Sean Byer, tight end from Iowa. One thing that we know is that Iowa tight ends can play in the NFL. Mm-hmm. This is the lineage that you want. Two were taken in the top, what, 15 last year? With two Noah years Fant ago. And T- or two years ago yeah. with TJ Hawkinson and Noah Fant. Um, Sean Beyer, the reading the stuff on Draft Network, they do an incredible job, in-depth stuff. The short year may have hurt his draft stock, which is perfect. He's 250. He's 6'4", 6'5". And then I took Cade Johnson, the seventh-round pick, <laughs> A uh, wide receiver from South Dakota State because Steve Kime can't help himself. That's right. And I think with the seventh round pick, at least if it doesn't work, well, it was a seventh round pick. The dude's got explosive speed. He's got good hands. And I think that I win. I'll be 2-0 and after tomorrow's um, Twitter poll. We're going to tweet it out at Locked on AZ Cards. Of course, vote yeah. for Bo Brock's draft. I need to even things up. I can't even uh, talk to my family. I'm so embarrassed. Uh, because I'm 0-1 against Clancy right now. Make sure you're following him as lo- along on Twitter as well, at Clancy's Corner, and uh, follow me at Bob Rack, B-O-B-R-A-C-K. Thanks for tuning in. It's interesting, and I kind of want to get into the conversation tomorrow that you brought up. You know, it's it's only a six-round pick. It's only a seventh-round pick, but th- it's going to be key. The Arizona Cardinals find some players, maybe just one of those three picks, that can impact this roster in 2021. Yeah. It's no longer just, okay, Let's just uh, close our eyes and, and pick and just hope it works out. The Arizona Cardinals need to do some due diligence. We'll get into that conversation and much more right here on Locked On Cardinals. Just subscribe, follow along, listen to us wherever you find your podcast. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great rest of your Monday.